Welcome to the Most Everything Podcast. Welcome to the Most Everything Podcast. Welcome to the Most Everything Podcast. Hit me. I'm here. I'm over there. You're everywhere. I'm never there. You scared. I'm not. It's a new intro. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Most Everything Podcast, hosted by Reese and Corey. We're back for another week. It's episode three. Three. I can't wait to actually um, just forget what episode it is that that's probably going to be like until that like episode 50 or episode 100 but right. we're definitely going to be keep giving Start you the naming it and stuff exactly you definitely definitely going to be keep giving you these episodes on a weekly basis uh follow me on ig at uh, r underscore g oh you can follow me on ig at Corey hilton one or you can follow mostly everything podcast on ig as well that's right that's right so Another week, a lot of things happen, but before we proceed to give you what you need, uh, flavor in, in your, your ear, <laughs> we definitely want to um, give a shout out for everybody who's continued to give us feedback, um, because again, we said it more than once, um, it's it's definitely what the listeners want to hear, okay? So I want to shout out to Akil, who wrote us... Um, he wrote us an email on the feedback of what he thought about us overall. Definitely what he thought about um the whole episode, and he he gave some um he gave some tips and some pointers that we definitely going to take into consideration that we definitely going to actually apply to this episode. So Akil, um, the changes that you want to see in this podcast, you're definitely going to see it. Well, you de- sorry, you're definitely going to hear it. Um, in this episode, so thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. To definitely write into us because we definitely really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. It was nice and lengthy one too. We really appreciate it. It was. It was honest, honest, positive, and good feedback. We we really like it. Um, you gave us out your top five. That's so right. We'll go over that. If if you're new listening to us, um, there's a permanent staple in our podcast. At the end, it's called top five. Depending on what the category is, Corey and I gave our top fives in whatever category it was. So. Last week's episode, episode two, was the first time we actually did it. So last week's category was the top five 90s TV shows. Now, we take this 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 shit very seriously because we even hide our top fives from each other. We do. So we really take it seriously. So we make sure that we are not going to um, have the same ones, and we hold it pretty close to the chest. So right. when you hear it, the other person hears that. That person top five for, for the, the very first, first time, time as yep, well. Absolutely. All right. So he better not um, be peaking either. Let me. So what was uh, his top five? All right. Uh, Akil's top five um, '90s TV show starting at number five was the Jamie Foxx show, which neither of us had. Right? We didn't have the Jamie no, Foxx show. I did not. I actually kind of forgot about it. But the the beef between uh, Jamie and Braxton, Jamie and Braxton was hilarious, and his love for Francine mm-hmm. was uh, was on the love of like family members with Laura. Right, he was definitely obsessed. And then he finally got he finally got the girl. He did both after, of them after after a lot of tries. She yeah. she gave him the the finger, then if she finally became his if girl. We have young young listeners. Mm-hmm. Be persistent. Don't give up. Don't give you get, up. You can get it. Just keep trying. <laughs> All right, so his number four was the Wayans Brothers, um, which was in my top five as well. Mm-hmm. Marlon, Sean, Pops, uh, D, uh, everyone. Um, his number three was Family Matters. Did 
We didn't have family matters, right? Um, I think I had family matters in my no, I no. didn't. No, I See? didn't. Nope. Again, people, this the nineties was the golden era for, for black T V. Yeah, it was and, and sitcoms. Now you could barely find maybe one or two, but mm-hmm. um in the nineties there were definitely in abundance and you know, all these shows existed at the same exact time. So and it was um great ratings for him as that's well. That's true. His number two was uh, The Fresh Prince Which I had number one I had it mine Mine was number two Right Um, And his number one was Martin Which Which was was your number one right? Yeah Um, Corey's number one was Martin if you definitely want to give us feedback as well, um, the same thing, the same way that Akil did, email us at the most everything po- mostly everything podcast at gmail.com. The very first episode, uh, Corey, we mentioned that uh, we listened to this. Um, we gave a list of podcasts that we listened to, that we studied, that we dedicated our time to. And uh, one of our favorite ones is back. It's called Air Hustle. Yep. Season two uh, just kicked off, mm-hmm. I think, March. I think it said 15, 17, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it was very fresh. Resent it to me. Uh, we listened to the first episode. Very, uh, very eye-opening episode into seeing how um, things and people are inside of the jail system, the incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. It, it was touching. It was a little touching. And, and again, this is... Um this is this whole this whole media um it's called the the team works at the san quentin media lab where they give outlets to the inmates that's there and they're able to do things like record podcasts sometimes even shoot videos so it's it's a real i think it's a perfect program because you, you can't just have you know um these criminals although how no matter the the um the severity of their crimes or even the mm-hmm. the the minuscule of their crimes um, they're just in there, just staring at a wall, wall staring at right. the four corners, and they're not doing crazy. anything active, right? Yeah. Um, so Air Hustle bring us brings you the stories of the life inside prison, shared and produced by those living in it. The podcast is a partnership between Erlon Woods and Antoine Williams, currently incarcerated at San Quentin Prison, and Nigel Poor, a Bay Area artist. The team works in the San Quentin's media lab to produce stories that are difficult, um, often funny. And always honest, offering a nuanced view of people's living within the American prison system. So definitely check it out. Air Hustle is the name of the podcast. And we want to talk about um, episode one of season two that just came back. The beginning of the episode um, shared two stories of two gentlemen whose one has been in prison for 30 years. And the other one who's serving a 25 years to life prison sentence. Um there's a there's an inmate by the name of Michael Thompson. He's again he's been in prison for for thirty years, mm-hmm. and it's been a very long time since he touched an touch another person. You yeah, know, he was, he in was, in, a, in an intimate way, he, not not in an intimate way, but um, in a familiar way, yeah, I should say, a physical way, right? Um, so he he went on tell the episode was called the first, so it was like the first time. That, uh, you know, my family came and visited or uh, my wife, my girlfriend. Uh, Michael was particularly talking about the first time that his mom came to visit. Um, You know, a lot of people in jail, you know, always blame us for uh, not visiting and seeing them. So they say, oh, I was locked up and you left me. But they forget that, you know, they're on the inside. It's not easy on the inside, but Mm -hmm. it's outside ain't no easier. So you also leave your family and your friends, and I think they forget about that. They made a decision to do what they do, to do what they did to get where they got, and they always say, "Oh, you left me. You didn't show me no love. I was, 
and I was locked down. You don't really care about me. No, actually, you started first by leaving me out here and leaving me to, um, you know, just to figure out what I got to figure out. You know, some of these people are uh, people's uncles, brothers, sisters, fathers, mm -hmm. um, nephews, whatever. And, you know, black men need to be together as much as possible so we can stick together. And you leave them. So he was saying that um, he went seven years without hugging his mom. And the, the the thing about it too, there's so many things that that these people are restricted from, that these inmates are restricted from. Oh, that, yeah. that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the vending machine. He was telling the vending machine story yeah. how uh, he was. She bought him ice cream when she came to visit, and he didn't know if he could reach down and grab the ice cream from the vending machine. Mm -hmm. He didn't know if the CEO was on. You know, come over, yell at him, throw him handcuffs, and take him back to his cell right. for doing that. So. Those are things that we definitely take for granted. Like, I can go in the bodega and grab a Haagen-Dazs ice cream like it's nothing. And grab, and, a, grab and grab a chopped cheese, too, while right, you're at it. Right? right. And I don't think nothing about it. It's right. just like, it's my everyday life. Again, we, we take so many, so many things for granted out here where they're locked up for X amount of years. Um, having someone tell them when to wake up, what to eat, when to eat, when, when to shower, uh, how many how many hours of daylight they have. um it's it's yeah. it's when it's, it's crazy right it's, it's it's crazy i can't imagine myself in that um position at all so he was saying that um he he went seven years without hugging not only just hugging but hugging his mom sit there and think about that imagine going seven years without making physical contact with your mother and then uh, he didn't speak to her either so um he was like he hadn't smiled in five years, mm -hmm. um, and then he hasn't hugged his mom in seven. So he was saying when he hugged his mom, he felt it gave a recharge to his soul. Mm -hmm. He just found like a new light. Like, uh, it, and it, when you sit, when you really sit down and analyze it and think about it, it's just like wow. Imagine doing that seven years without hugging a person that you that you probably hugged every day prior to you getting locked up and. Not talking to him every day. It's that's insane. It's it's a powerful thing. Yeah, and like, he he also said, you know, as soon as he finally saw his mom after all this time, he gave her a hug. It kind of took him back to how things were before mm -hmm. he got locked up. Yeah. Um. So again, we take so many things for granted out here. Um. The simplest thing in there can mean the world to them. He was. He even said how he practiced hugging because he hasn't hugged in so long. Mm -hmm. That he was in his room doing air hugs. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, do I put my hand around her neck? Do I uh, put my hand around her shoulder? shoulder yeah. Or do I put it at a 45 degree angle? Do mm -hmm. I put both hands? And then he finally just came to us. I was like, well, you know, let me let her lead this and, and see where it goes. Right. He said, uh, it's a very awkward situation to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, he was also saying the last time he had seen his mom was when he was being sentenced. And that... Um, she tried to, you know, beg the judge to be lenient on him for the crime that he had committed to go to jail. And he was just at the point he knew he was going to jail, uh, regardless of what she said. And he just was like, he felt like his mind being on stage was useless. Um, he said his mind was making eye contact with the uh, attorney, the, the defense attorney, the victim's family. Um, the mind made eye contact with the judge. With the um, you know, everybody in the courtroom, and when he said when she looked his direction, he put his head down because uh, he was he was embarrassed um, to, you know, his for his mom to be in that situation, and that's when he you know took it upon himself not to 
communicate with them and not to have any physical visits. Um, his mom came to see him after five years, right? Yeah, his mom came to see him after five years. And he got mad. He's like, who, who, who told her she has the audacity to come see me when I told her not to come see me? Mm-hmm. So he decided not to go out and visit his mom. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if I could have did that. But there's so many ways you can look at that as, like, what is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to understand where he's coming from, where he don't want people to see him in that manner. Mm-hmm. But in another sense, it's just like, it's your mom. Right. Like, you haven't seen her in five years. Shout out to my mom. Yeah, shout out to my mom. Um, But uh, it took 10 years after the five years of his mother visiting. So mm-hmm. now it's 15 years and he hasn't seen his mom. Um, and then he finally uh, wrote a letter to his family. And he was saying that whoever he was on the phone for, well, I think it was his sister. He wrote a letter a week later, gave a call, and um, he was ready to, you know, chew him out. Like, y'all haven't seen me in all these years, blah, blah, blah. He was like, before you get all up in panties in a bunch, your mom is on your way next, uh, right now. He said that's when he heard his name over the pager. Right. He went out and did what he did. And he actually, um, he... He was so meticulous in how he wanted to present himself mm-hmm. when he's seeing his mom. So uh, I believe he mentioned that he he had he had a shirt, and he said his mom always told him, you know, be presentable when you're in the presence of just just anybody, but anybody, when you're going right. to meet someone. So he had um, he had a shirt. He ironed it. Um, he said that he didn't want to sit down at all so, because he didn't want it to crease. Yeah, he got so, crispy. <laughs> he was super crispy <laughs> to see Mama. I see. So he um he he definitely um took his time. He wanted to be presentable, and um wanted to spend this spend his time with his mom, especially after all this time. So um again, Ear Hustle um is back is one of our favorite um podcasts to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's touching. It makes you laugh. Um, it, it's definitely something that you guys should listen to as well. Um, you could find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play. It's called Ear Hustle. Um, I heard about it sometime last year, like on Twitter. It says that um, these um, these these inmates are are, are um, doing a podcast. So I definitely checked in just to see what it's about, and it was definitely hooking. You can listen to season one, which had very interesting topics being discussed as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna jump into the next topic. It's about Jay Z. Um, he is taking. $3 million of his own money to decarcerate startup company called Promise. It's an outlet that helps the imprisoned for low-level misdemeanors re-enter society with tools needed to avoid uh, going back to jail. I think this is huge uh, for the community. Jay-Z dropped a statement and said, We are increasingly alarmed by the injustice in our criminal justice system. Money, time, and our lives are wasted by the current policies. It's time for... An innovative and process of technology. Um, and he is the one who's coming out with it. And he's taking his own money to invest into it. What are your thoughts, Reese? Uh, that's amazing. Yo. You know that um, African Americans are the most incarcerated um, race in the in the United States. Think about it. We're mm-hmm. 13%. We only 13% of the population in the States. But we're the most incarcerated out of all um, out of all the races. Um, did Very some, right. There's some additional research as well, and it shows that um, 11.4 of Black children have at least a parent in, incarcerated. And we only 13 percent of the population. Right. Wow. And um, compared to 1.8 percent of White children to have one um, parent incarcerated. So, what is, did you know what the um, White population is? 
Um, more than thirteen percent. Right. Um, so um, the article that I got those numbers from the eleven point four and the one point eight. Mm-hmm. Um, we all we all love Bill Clinton. Um, a lot of people said that he was the first black president, but he he really wasn't. <laughs> if you, I mean, when when you really sit back and analyze what he did as a president, right. I mean. I, I'll let you finish. I think for, I guess people like to appeal um, to him because he was from Arkansas and Arkansas has a, has a, um, has a really big black population. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess the, the popularity spread from there and the fact that he was cool, yeah. he played the saxophone. Right. Um, had was, some swag to him. Had some swag to him. So it's very appealing to, to us black folks. Right. Um, but he was mainly the cause of a large number of African Americans um, getting um, arrested and incarcerated for for even small crimes. Um, he um, he's the one that implemented a three strike rule, where um, after three strikes, you are um, you have to be in prison for twenty five to at least years to life, or maybe even thirty years to life. That's insane, right? So and it could be off of small misdemeanor crimes, exactly. So basically, Jay Z is trying to uh, get that reformed. Like, hey, look, this doesn't make sense. This person is doing something not nonviolent crimes and spending twenty five years in life. Because of a bill, a bill that Bill Clinton created, right? And and it's it's good to have somebody on our side. It's good to have Jay Z giving back. Um, he's a music mogul. He has a beautiful family, and he, you know, um, him doing this, he doesn't have to. But he's seeing that there's an issue going on in our um, black community that um, that's, that is systematic and it's not going to fix itself. Um, they need somebody to step in and make that happen. What's crazy is it's taking someone that, that, that creates music to do something like this when you have all these politicians and stuff who's here to help and here to make things better. The, and the politicians that we voted for. Right. We right. voted for who said they was going to make change and do this. And they're not doing anything. So Jay Z took it upon himself to invest his own money and do what he's planning on to do. That's, I mean, that's just huge, guys. Like, you gotta sit back and analyze that. People get paid to make our lives better, easier, more efficient, whatever you may have it. And when you really sit down and look at what they did, they really don't do much, mm-hmm. um, except for sex scandals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, People, people have hidden agendas, right? Right, yeah. right. And then you got a person, Jay-Z, who is willing to spend his own money to make sacrifices to change the bill. Um, but again, the um, the um, startup is called Promise. Um, so I, I can't wait to see the outcome, what he changes, how it helps uh, that 13%, I mean that 11% of black people that's incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, probably eight percent of that is from small misdemeanors. Right. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Diddy and Jay Z are actually partnering together to start an uh, app that uh, will help create an influx in black businesses. So the app is um, it will help you find a black owned business. Which um, you know, obviously, if you have an app, the app creates more money and right. creates more people driving to it. And it and it's it's dedicated for black businesses, so it's going to help grow the black businesses. So, um, the mostly everything podcast is a black business. Um, it is. If you if you can tell by our lifestyle and our voices, Corey and I are black. So yeah, yeah, support us. Yes. So listen to the podcast. <laughs> um. 
the first question I would have to ask is, do you think people actually use the app just to focus on black businesses? I think so, too. It's been... Um, we we always want to be able to support each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see someone starting a clothing line, um, somebody that we know personally or not, something that looks good, um, we'll definitely run to it and support it. Um, you see what we did to Black Panther. Black Panther is over uh, 1.3 or $1.4 billion now. We supported it because it was a black movie. Right. And uh, one thing, too, everybody out there, please... Um, your friend is starting a business. Don't come and ask for a five finger discount. Don't re- <laughs> respect their prices. Absolutely, right? respect I- their prices on whatever they do. Whether they do makeup, uh, whether they have an online boutique, uh, whether whatever it is that they do, support them. Respect their prices. They have a livelihood. I I agree, man. Um, you know that's that's a concerning thing to me that like you know the people don't go on H and M ask for a discount. Right. People don't go to Walmart ask for a discount. Um, you know, I was just talking to my friend Todd about that, who has his own business. Uh, throw in a plug, he is a mechanic. Um, he, he is based out of Baltimore, four fifty three. Uh, sorry, forty five thirty three Falls Road, Maryland two one two zero nine. His phone number is four ten three eight seven nine eight three zero. Um, he has his own mechanic shop. Since we're talking about uh, small businesses, shout out to my friend Rashida who has her own uh, business online boutique. It's called Journey by Style. Um, she offers um, clothing. She, I believe, she offers um, um, services as well. Um, her her stuff is tailor made. She offers um, tops, bottom dresses, jumpsuits, outerwear, accessories. Um, also, if I believe if you need her to do some interior design, um, she's definitely down to do that as well. Again, we support small businesses. Um, shout out to Rashida and her journey by style. I believe she started it um, less than a year ago, maybe like eight months or something like that. Um, um, every time you know somebody orders something from her, she gives them a shout out. She sends them little um, handwritten thank you cards. Um, it's really, really a cool look to see your friends doing, um, doing big things. So Rashida, shout out to you on journeybystyle.com. Um, go there if you need, uh, any of your outerwear and your bottoms, your dresses. Uh, we have holidays coming up. There's like Easter. Easter's coming oh, up and then Sunday. summer, summer stuff is coming up. Um, so I believe she'll restock with everything, um, that she has. Summer is approaching. Sundress season. Sundress season. (laughs) Get some, get some, um, sundress stuff. Some stuff that looks, um, very cool, chic, um, and, uh, it looks amazing. All you need to do, Rashida, is just get some menswear and let Corey and I model. And that, that's what you need right now. Yeah, I agree. Tap into the market of the menswear. Men, men, men like the shop. You're going to need a consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be your consultant of yep. what's hot in these streets. Yep. Um, we're very fashion forward, two fashion forward individuals. Um, Reese we, more than me, but, you know. Right. So we, um, we, 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 we need our coins though. So we won't be working for free. Mm-mm. So um, nope. have your people call our people, and then we can work something out. Yes, we can work it out. So, guys, when Jay-Z and Diddy drop this Black Businesses app, you got to get on it. This is going to help your business grow. Um, I can't wait to see what it is. I'm going to, when I find out what it is, what it's called, I'm going to download it. I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. And every business I know, every black person has a business. I want to see you on there. And we'll be searching for all of you. Make it happen. Stop asking for discounts. Respect yes, their prices, respect people. Respect their prices. 
so we're going to jump into the sports section. Um, shout out to Akil again, who gave us feedback on our sports section. He just wanted us to definitely expand it. So, Akil, this is definitely for you. From now moving forward, we will have a more expanded sports section. We will just cover more than the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, did anybody – did you see Sterling Shepard um – Wedding video, yeah, when it came he, out dancing. He got married to, uh, I think Odell was was a groomsman in there too. He got yeah. married to uh, Chanel Iman. Yeah, she's beautiful. She is very beautiful. Um, thanks for sharing sharing that with me. No problem. Yeah. Um, Corey didn't um, know who she was, no, I so yeah. I had to pull up some of her work. She's a very beautiful model. Yeah, and I appreciate you for that. No worries. Swoop. <laughs> That's the song they came out to. They killed yeah. that. If you're not having a wedding uh, intro like that. Then you're not doing you're not doing it right. You gotta have something that's live. Black weddings, yo. Black weddings. It's lit, man. Nobody should be sitting down at the reception. So, so, Everybody should be on their feet. Yeah. So and it needs to be an open bar. Yes. It, it needs to be an open bar. If it's not an open bar, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna you know be upset or anything. Right. But I'm just gonna be like, yeah, this wedding was cool. You right. know, congratulations. Right. But you know, anyway, um, defensive end Jason Pierre Paul mm-hmm. has been traded. Four fingers, Rocket Boy. Four fingers. <clears throat> he got traded to the Buccaneers for 2018 third and fourth round picks. Right. Uh, That's a good pickup yeah. for the Bucks. Bucks oh, needed. Absolutely. Bucks needed some defensive help. They were they're the fourth most paid defensive line last season, and they were like um, 32nd in every category. They were like 24th in sacks. They were um, 31st in third down conversions, so that's um, that's a good pickup for them. Plus, the the Giants are changing their defensive scheme, so they don't need that. They need to. Um, I don't think Jason fits that. Yeah, didn't you say they were switching? Uh, Akil gave you an inside yeah, tip, three four or something I, I, like that. Shout out to Akil again. Gave me <laughs> gave me an inside tip that they're switching a three four defense. So um, Jason Pierre Paul is not is not someone who could thrive in that. He's more of a four three DN. All right, we'll see how it works out. Uh, go Buccaneers. Go Bucks. Uh, I like Winston. Mm-hmm. You know what this is? <laughs> this is win. <laughs> Eat a yeah. W. Yeah, that was hilarious. Running back Frank Gore has signed with the Dolphins. Um, I think that's a good pickup. They're going to have a duel running back with mm-hmm. um, uh, Keon Drayton, Drake. Something like that. Yeah. Um. He's a good running back, so that's going to be a nice dual threat. And Frank is, I believe, right now he's like fourth. Fourth in um, rushing yards and of all times, of all time for the wow, NFL. I didn't know yeah, that. he's wow. he's up there. I mean, bro. he's been in for he's been in the league for a little while. Yeah, sh- shout out to the U. Came out of the U. Who? He came out of the U. Oh, Miami. U. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Miami had some good back, especially in the nineties. Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. Avery, mm-hmm. Sean uh, Taylor. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Whew. Dude, The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> played, right? People didn't know that. Yes, yeah. The Rock was a wrestler, mm-hmm. actor, football player. Mm-hmm. What else did he do? Homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rock Rock came a far away. Johnny Manziel was thrown in front of 13 NFL teams. All I got to say is that's quite interesting. Very interesting. Quite. Yes. Because Conor Kaepernick doesn't have a job. And he is 10 times better than Johnny. And he didn't he didn't have any domestic abu- dispute, he, he did dispute not. with his girlfriend. Um, All he did was exercise his First Amendment. Exactly. Mm, and interesting. Him, him, that's quite, quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think Colin Kaepernick took uh, San Francisco to Super Bowl. He did. I know he did because they lost to the Ravens. Johnny Manziel didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he even threw a touchdown yet. Right. Um, but did, on a lighter mm-hmm. note, mm-hmm. Cap is working out for Houston. 
But yeah. um, I I um, the quarterback there right now cannot think of his name right now. Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson is mm-hmm. a beast. Yes. So I don't see why he will go there unless Deshaun Watson's not going to be ready in the beginning of the season. Right. Because he, um, he did come off of like an ACL, ACL injury. ACL injury. Yeah. yeah. But that boy was on fire. Had him on fantasy. Mm-hmm. He he got all my points. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I probably won four games of fantasy. Right. He's probably the reason why I won three. Right. And I picked him up in the middle of the year. <laughs> yeah. And then he got injured. But no, he was he was awesome. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um Vikings land Kirk Cousin. Um I mean kick ah. I mean Case Keenan was fine, but they again they Case Keenan was more than fine. He okay. was one play away. They what is it? Um, he signed like a three-year, eighty-four million dollars deal, yeah. or something like that. Kirk something, Cousins is getting paid crazy. all over the NFL, and it's fully guaranteed, by the way. Yeah, uh, I did see that. So, um, I, the Vikings think that they need to upgrade a quarterback. I mean, I don't think quarterback was their main issue last year. Um, what was the Vikings issue? They had top defense. They have top defense. They have it. They have. They a have a de- good running game. They have a decent running game. I guess they they felt the need. They want to win now. Right, and they, they they feel like they need to upgrade that quarterback. That's why they got and Kirk. And Kirk Cousin is the person. Yep. To okay. Them. I mean, I'm not a GM. I'm not a president. I'm not an owner. Right. Uh, football is my second favorite sport, so yep. haven't figured it out. We'll see where it goes right. and what comes of it. I mean, I actually was enjoying the Vikings. Um, their run last year, but right. they won ten games in a row, something like that. And then until they 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 went to bed against some um, the Eagles. Yeah. All right, jumping into the very last topic, top five, top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. So, like I said earlier, Corey and I take our top five extremely seriously. We do not share our top fives. When we when we go to the part of the podcast, when we share our top fives, the other person is hearing it for the very first time. So, our top five category is top five '90s R&B songs. Now, we were going to do top five R&B songs of all time, but that's way too difficult. Um, so, in case you haven't noticed, we, we love the 90s. The 90s raised us. The 90s is um, part of who we are the today. The 90s are actually coming back. They We have Fila sweatsuits in, in stores now and champion sweatsuits oh, that's in right. stores. Yeah, so, the 90s is making that. a way back. Yeah. Um, people are... Th- Throwing on those, uh, you know, those throwback jerseys. Nineties, mm-hmm. um, 90- man, nineties did a lot for us. Mm-hmm. 90- I love the nineties, man. I love the nineties as well. So we want to make sure that um, that uh, that we we don't share our our top five. We we make sure we, we keep it close to the chest. Yeah, don't be uh, looking over here, man. I ain't looking over there, son. You don't want these so problems. again, <laughs> this is this is our. Top five. Top I know five, top five. you may have your own top five. So as soon and as we want to hear it, yeah, so as soon as you hear this episode, please email us at mostlyeverythingpodcast at gmail to share what your top five nineties R and B songs are. So uh, we're gonna kick it off. I think I kicked it. Off. You kicked it off last week. Now right? I want you to kick it off. You want me to kick it off? Take it. So I'm gonna start with nineties uh, R and B group straight out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the best groups to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially from Baltimore. You know, Baltimore has a lot of talent down there. But, um, you know, we get overlooked. But it's okay. We're going to blow it one day. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and let y'all hear, you know, with this song. Okay. Oh, yeah? My friends keep telling me. Okay. In my bed by Drew Hill. Um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I just love the song. It, it's just 
you know, I know ain't nobody sleeping in my bed. That's all I'm gonna say. Ain't nobody sleeping um, in my bed either. So you I don't mean? know what happened with them, but ain't nobody sleeping in my bed. You um, hear me? That's that's one of my favorite R and B songs from the nineties. Top that's my top 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 five. Yeah, that's my top five. Top five. Okay. That's my number five. So you, you wanna start you wanna that's where you wanna start. That's where I'm gonna start. Alright, um, I respect your decision And I'm about to hit you with my uh, Number 5 uh, R&B uh, It's an it's a R&B classic Alright, let me spell His name for you His name is U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-N But that's not the song that it's from Alright, so here it is Now, that the, boy good. He's good. That boy good. He's saying, You make me want to leave the one that I am with and start a new relationship with you. In 2018, please don't follow that, those instructions. Nope. Mm-mm. Those instructions flew in the 90s because it was the 90s. It was a wild time. They didn't really know what they was doing. They didn't really know what was going on. But now we, we're we're about getting married and uh, and settling down mm-hmm. and and having families, having families and all that. Please don't follow Usher's mm. instructions. Nope, but it's a classic, man. Um, Usher is definitely even he's still popping now. Yeah. Uh, minus the herpes scandal, but um, um which wasn't true. <laughs> but um, he had I think his Confessions album. I think that's the first album that that I actually bought. His confession album so a million copies and that was unheard of for an r&b album um i believe in like oh three or four something like that um so definitely a classic usher is my number five um top five 90s r&b songs what's your what's your number four let me go back to this usher because let me tell you that that confession album mm-hmm. whoo mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. i got stories with that album <laughs> Man, that that was one that is probably one of the best R and B albums I've ever heard. Definitely. Besides the only thing I can honestly think off the top of my head right now is Frank Ocean's um Nova King. Yeah. That was the only album I can think of right now that was close, close to that. To that. Gotcha. Um Yo Yo Trav and on Twitter. I want you to uh, you know, let me know what you think about that because I know you're into this music thing. Mm-hmm. And no Kanye does not have an R and B album. No, Kanye did not create hip hop. Did did he say that? He he, he might have. I'm Come not gonna on, say yeah. he did, but he Come might on, have. Yeah. Okay. He's a Kanye stand. Uh, but anyway, gotcha. my number four is uh, another group. Um, they actually, uh, actually no, that that's not the group. But um, they are a group, and um, you know, I'm just gonna get right to it. I'm just gonna get right to it. Can I talk to you? Okay. okay. Mm. okay. You, you, you know those Nahus and them Nahus. Yeah. 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 That's one of the groups. But anyway, um, come and talk to me. Ooh, baby. I really wanna. You know, that's a great pickup line. You know, if you yeah. approach a female, mm-hmm. can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you start going, what? What's your name? You know, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going to get the digits. Right. You know what I mean? Guaranteed. So simple as that. You know, they taught me some things. Guaranteed. That's my number four. All right. So my number four is um, is another classic. Um, it's by um, a group this time. 
So um, shout out to to Dexter and Bernard because they they sang this song like this was their go to sang sing this song in high school, um, just randomly in hallways or in music class or um, I believe when they were performing or um, they, uh, they they sang this song all the time. So this is definitely a bop as the kids would say. So I'm gonna just go ahead and play it. Say hello, and I said hi. I knew right then you were the one. Bop. But I was caught up in physical attraction. But to my I'm not gonna hit the high note, but um, you get, you guys get the point. Uh, shy. If I ever fall in love, um, this this song just speaks volumes of, um what men will do to to um to get the girl that they really want right um it's a great song great go-to song these guys um i don't know them outside of this song Me to either. be completely nope, honest with I you i don't either but, but this um, song was enough this song was a bop this, def- this song was definitely enough um it's funny that you um mentioned that as your song because that is most definitely um my next song as ironic as it seems. Okay. So, I'll give you a little, a little, a little, a little taste. So, um, this song was one of the first songs that I knew every lyric to. And like, I sit down in my basement. I used to stay in the basement uh, in my parents' house, and I used to write down like the lyrics, and then I would read it. But like, literally, I can hit every note. To this song It might not sound good It might sound good The song might mm-hmm. not sound good The most mm-hmm. But I know every note Every lyric to that song Is one of my favorite um, You know Songs from the 90s Number number three Yeah number three yeah. Alright so my number three um, Is He's still popping now um, These These 90s I think they, they should have Like a 90s R&B Like tour Like everybody oh, come out Oh my god I would uh, pay I would pay I, I would pay Buku money money for that I'll be front and center yeah, for absolutely. for every single '90s R&B um, artist that came out during that time. But my but my number three is oh genuine, yeah that's genuine, yeah. Uh. I'm just a looking for a partner. Uh huh. Someone Okay, well, there's a lot of sexual innuendos when it when it comes to this song, right? This song is strictly about sex. Like it is that ass, and we didn't know that when we was uh we didn't like 10, 11. but we were singing it like we knew what they was we talking were singing about. like we knew what the hell was going. on That's what on. makes the song so much greater now because we sung it not knowing what was going on. Right. Now we now, know what's going on, and we're like, yo, that shit is fire. Right. So yeah, uh, Jenny Wine still popping now. Um, he briefly had a group with him, Tank and Tyrese. Yeah, TGT. Yeah, that didn't that, go so that, well. that, that didn't last. <laughs> that was long. one. That was one um, track. Those guys are great solo acts, but not necessarily as a group. Yeah. Um. So definitely, yeah. That's my number three. Um, Pony Jenny Wine. I agree. I used to go to this spot out um Towson, Maryland, and skate skate orchard skate park. I forgot what it's called. Something. Mm-hmm. I used to skate to that song. That was my shit. Mm-hmm. I used to try to do all the moves and shit too. So, my number two, another group, um, and you know, let me just get straight to it. Don't know much about the group, but I know, I know, I like this song. 
Now, I can't sit here and say I didn't know what they was talking about in this song. Yeah. Because they got straight to the point. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Woo. I was like, yeah, I know what they talking about. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my number two... Um, I first started listening to to the radio, um, Real Hard Body, and this song really spoke to me because it was actually raining and I was actually looking out a window. So <laughs> here it is. Uh, shoulders bopping, mm. head nodding. Standing here looking out my window. Uh huh. Sing it to me. Uh. Nights are long and my days are cold because I don't. Have you? Mm-hmm. Ooh, how that can line. I be so damn demanding? Mm. That's a wedding song for life, right damn there. Right. <laughs> Let's take it, take it. Every day I wanna pick up the phone to tell you that you're everything I need and more. If only I could find you. All right. uh, <laughs> case missing you. Um, oh, that's a classic. Classic. Love that song. That's my number two R&B song of the '90s, man. Number two R&B song of the '90s. All right, so we reached to the number one, right? Number one. Okay. Number one. Number one. We're gonna get straight to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should see us. We like dancing, like choreography dance right now. I'm about to Millie rock to this. Uh, Millie rock. Yeah, you can really get try to Millie rock to every song. That's Millie such rock. a New Yorker. <laughs> That's it. Candy Rain. Candy Rain. By um what is that group name again? Soul for Real. Soul for Real. Um Didn't hear them hear, didn't hear about them after that song. I no, I didn't. But okay. that song was enough and it's a classic. Right. And uh it's my top it's my number one. I see number, number one. one. Alright, so my number one <clears throat> um is is a group from Philly. From uh Stand Up Philly. From Philly. We out here, uh, baby. They just won the Super Bowl. Dilly so dilly to them. Uh, but I'm going to just get right to it as well. We belong together. And you know that I am right. And you know that he's right. That's a confident brother. Why do you play with his heart? Why? Why do you play with his mind? You said we'd be forever. Forever. Come on, yo. <laughs> Boys to men. Boys to men. Uh... I, I I'm I'm so I, I'm trying to understand how ma- how many of those groups could have been around at the same time and be able to you know make so much so much good music no egos involved mm-hmm. um, make it's, make yeah, classic well, um, R&B songs that that's timeless New Edition had egos right well they had Bobby, Bobby. Brown <laughs> Bobby Brown was the ego yeah. <laughs> um, so hundred percent classic this song will stand the test of time fifty years from now um, I'm gonna be in my 80s and then i'm gonna be if, as soon as this come on at a, at a, in a club or in a bar or in a nursing home that i'm gonna be <laughs> at in a wheelchair um i'm gonna get up and, and, and um and dance 
You know, um, a cool thing I learned about Boys and Men, um, one of the NWA members uh, founded them. Really? They was getting on, um, according to the movie, mm-hmm. they were getting on. I think it was um, Ice Cube. I think mm. it was Ice Cube. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I got to look at the movie again. But he was getting on the bus. And he was like, hey, why don't you listen to us sing? Mm-hmm. And they started singing. Like, they got in their little half circle. Mm-hmm. And they did the... Whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. And they was like, yeah, we're going to do business. Boys and Men was found by NWA. So, wow. NWA created a lot of music in the industry. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, guys, that's our top five 90s R&B songs. Um, share us. What's your top five 90s R&B songs are? Share us at our email, mm-hmm. mostly everything at podcast, podcast at, at gmail.com right. or you can send us a dm on instagram and mostly everything podcast or you can send us a tweet 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 um us your top five uh we would love to hear it the reason why and uh 90s r&b remember 90s r&b remember the, ni- the 90s in our age group the 90s shaped us y'all know a lot of us miss how things were in the 90s minus the the violence and the the um and the, the nonsense but definitely the fashion definitely the music definitely the the trends the movies um we all have at least some kind of 90s nostalgia um in our homes whether it's from movies whether it's some fashion mm-hmm. whether it's from uh, whatever it is um but that's you know it guys what was back in 90s what the decor. Uh, it's it's only like that picture that everybody has in their house, that everybody mother has in their house or grandmother, or that chair. That one chair. Yeah. yeah. Or why did they put leather? Actually, I seen a tweet the other day. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they say they said if your mother, if your grandmother had that leather on her couch, she had that wet wet. <laughs> oh, I do not want to take about your grandmother. Do not. Right I'm just like yo. What's Internet going on? is undefeated. undefeated. But anyway, uh, again, thanks for listening, listeners. Um, would love to hear feedback. Follow me on my IG at Corey Hilton One or my Twitter, Team Corey Hilton, or our podcast, Mostly Everything Podcast, Twitter and IG. Or you can follow follow me on Twitter um, at New Underscore Persona. And uh, follow my personal IG at R underscore G. Um, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, apologize that this episode is late, guys. Um, but we had some technical difficulties. Um, so um, look out for episode four. See you guys next week and enjoy your Easter. <laughs>